welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is CY. You can find me on tokyostationpens.com and at tokyostationpens on Instagram. And my name is Jacob. You will find me on Instagram as a foodie fan and、um, I have a blog at foodiefan.com. So, Jacob,、uh, how are you doing? What have you been using? I'm fine. It's been a busy week again, and I don't have anything new actually, and mostly because shipping is increasingly、uh, difficult in, in Corona times. But I looked at my pen tray and I decided to ink up this、uh, custom pen from Lotus that, that has、mm. enough of an interesting story. I thought I would talk a little bit about this pen, if you don't mind.、Um, yes, yes. So we have our friend、uh, Bruno, who is、uh, quite an expert. On Japanese vintage pens, and he's quite a collector. and He's showed me various pens by Sakai Eske, who is you know this legendary pen maker and a part of the Bane trio. And you know, Sakai Eske has made many pens over the years, but there's one particular design that I like this sort of a chubbier version of the Namiki Emperor with a cap band. And so I wanted a pen that looked like that, but I wanted a more, more simple <laughs> filling system. So I got the dimensions for this pen from,、um, from Bruno, and then I asked a custom pen maker, Lotus, to, to make a pen roughly based on this design.、Uh, and they did. They made just a black ebonite pen. So when I got the pen from Lotus, the next thing I did was that I gave it to、um, Hiroko from, from Bokomondo. And this was at a time when she had just started playing with colored aluminum powder. That was a technique she was very keen on experimenting with. So she wanted a pen to, to, to try it with. And so this became, as is often the case, this became a guinea pig pen for this new technique. And it's absolutely beautiful. So, what she did with this pen is that first she did this、uh, hineri nuri, this twisted pattern. So, where you take Urushi, and in this case, you mix it with tofu to make it、uh, thicker, and then you make these twisted motions. And then on top of that, she sprinkled、uh, orange aluminum powder and then polished it. And it looks absolutely beautiful, but it also looks very unusual. It, it's like a kimono fabric.、Mm-hmm. You, you've seen this pen, right? I have seen this pen. It's very comfortable to write with. The only problem is that it's so chubby that it's、uh, not exactly an、uh, EDC pen. It's not something you, you、um, put in your shirt pocket or, or, or,、um, or bring anywhere, right? It, it's, it's, it's a desk pen almost, but, but it's a beautiful pen. And I have it inked up with a Kiboho, which is an ink I think you're quite familiar with too. Yes. <laughs> So, this is an interesting one because we have there's this guy, he calls himself Gary. I'm not sure what his real name is, but he calls himself Gary.、Uh, he lives in Kyushu, I believe, in southern Japan, and he he's, has done various experiments with、um, iron gold ink.、Hmm. And、um, he's made ink for Wagner and he's made ink for platinum, or at least he consulted with platinum on the, this classic inks line. <laughs> and most recently, he made this ink Kiboho for Pencilone, which is a small boutique shop in, in Tokyo. And it's a light blue back iron gold ink that is beautiful. I know you, you're a big fan of this ink. Yeah, but who did you say they made it for?、Uh, Pencilone. Ah, Pencilone. So they are an actual like, store, or are they a, a creator? I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure because. 
the whole thing is wrapped in this veil of mystery almost. Yeah, Pen- as far as I can tell, Pencilone is just one guy. He often mm. goes to the Wagner events. He also has an online store on... Is he the glasses guy? Yes. Okay, okay. And does he have a name? Uh, he has a pen name, which I can't remember what it is, but I, I don't think it, it's his real name. Okay. Um, so it's not Pencilone. It's not Pencilone, no. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, he, he's done a few other interesting stationery-related products, but but he, I think he asked Gary to make this ink uh, in this particular color, um, and mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful ink. Yeah, um, it's this blue. I wouldn't. He calls it light blue. Yeah, he calls it light blue black. So it goes from turquoise yeah. to more of a dark teal, depending on how much ink you put down. Yeah, I wouldn't call it. A light blue, though. Well, it's it, a blue. It, is, it is briefly. <laughs> when it's wet, it's light blue. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it's also probably a good idea to talk a bit about um, Lotus as well, because um, some of our listeners might not be familiar, but Lotus is an Indian company uh, that makes uh, handmade pens and... Um, so what you did was you sent your specifications to Lotus and your specifications actually differ from the original Banet pen um, in the sense that obviously you opted for the simple um, cartridge converter slash eyedropper yeah. method, but also that the uh, the nib specification, which you asked to be a Yovo compatible uh, unit. That, that's true, yes. I have like a drawer full of Jovo nibs and, and uh, so I want to be able to use my existing nibs. Right, so so Lotus is a company where you can really get nitty-gritty into designing your your own pen, something that's really uh, out of your imagination. Yeah. But Lotus is, is uh, probably the, let's say, most affordable in terms of getting a custom pen isn't it and one of the more affordable ways yeah i think so i haven't actually looked that much at custom pens uh, i know there are a few others uh, custom pen makers scriptorium and so on i don't okay. actually know what their prices are uh, so I, I can't really compare but but uh, i've heard about lotus from a friend of ours so that's why i went with lotus right and this one was about 100 say 120 130 yeah something like that yeah okay and in fact that pen has now made it to Lotus's standard lineup. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. They gave it a name like Lotus Appu, I think. I, I'm yeah, sure lo- the Lotus Appu. So if you go to lotuspens.com, you will find a pen called Lotus Appu, and that is the Jacob pen. And it's it's a nice pen. I like it. Um, recently, I've been writing with... Uh, I've been grinding more, but I've been writing with uh, the most recently... My Stipula Golden Touch. Um, that's a Goulet exclusive with um, with Stipula, and it's this like a demo body with uh, with flecks of gold leaf scattered in a transparent uh, resin. Really, quite a beautiful pen. I'm not sure if they still have this pen in stock at GouletPens.com, but I, I I quite like this pen. It's very affordable. Hundred and I don't know, $80 or something like this. And I've replaced the nib and the feed. So the feed is a Mont Blanc 
1.46 split ebonite feed. And the nib is a Pilot Falcon, uh, or the FA nib, from a 823 that I got previously. And so some modifications were, were required. I reshaped the ebonite uh, into the proper shape so it would fit the box style feed. And I also used a handheld Dremel and I opened up the opening inside the section where the housing meets the barrel. So I had to open that up to ensure a bigger ink flow. Um, and I quite like this pen. This is a, this is a very um, striking pen. Um, one thing that I do wish uh, they did a better job was the, the trim. I think the, the trims uh, and the way that they plated the, the metal could have been a bit better. But I use this, um, I've been using this recently and it's, it's quite a fun nib. Also because it's been ground by both myself and uh, Naghar Jr. So he, he reduced the, the point to a, let's say, an extra fine. And I added some flexibility to this nib. So now it's very soft and very fine. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very fun. So it's, it's quite a Frankenpen now. It's a bit of a Franken pen. And also, uh, is this the model that inspired uh, Moonman to make the T2? No, that's called the Tokofero. Ah. So it's it's basically the same, uh, let's say, general design, but the Tokofero is, uh, is more metal bits. The only thing that I don't like about this pen is that the, um, the piston knob, it's a piston filler, the piston knob is very small, and sometimes it gets quite stiff because of the, the way that Stipula does their pistons, so sometimes it, it's a bit hard to to turn that knob. So that that's the only thing that I would uh, improve about this pen. But I really hope they make a silver version of it because I think this pen is beautiful. Also, I've been using my uh, my Plotter notebook. So I've I bought this uh, notebook from Plotter. Plotter is a brand. It's a sub brand of I believe MD. And they make these uh, planners. So you talked briefly in one of the previous episodes about um, using planners. But I think in the West, it's more common to get notebooks. So those are notebooks a la your, um, your Hipponoto or your, um, your Hobonichis, right? And you, you buy new notebooks to replace those notebooks. And then maybe sometimes you have a cover. But... They, they don't have holes. And mm. I think um, in, in the West, uh, products with holes are mostly binders, yeah. aren't they? So Plotter is what they often call like system tetchor here. And, and there's yes. probably a lot more to say about system tetchor. But, but Plotter is one of the more uh, recent brands and it seems to be popular. It, apparently, it's been out for six years. Which is still, which is still recent by but Japanese it's, standards. It's recent. Yeah, it's recent by Japanese standards. But... I would say they they broke into the scene very recently, but yeah, it, it's it's a really beautiful um, notebook. But um, that's old news. Uh, what the new news is is that I I wasn't using this uh, book quite a lot because I, I I have a lot of refills, I suppose, for this book. But um, I prefer to write on Tomoe River, and Tomoe River don't make um, refills with holes. So uh, I went on Amazon and I bought this Carl hole punch 
um, and I, I did an Instagram post about this. That, uh, but it makes a, it makes um, a five sized hole punches. So I uh, went on Amazon again, got some loose leaf A5 sheets, and I made a hundred pages of uh, Tomoe River refills for for my book. And now I've been using it uh, much more. And I have to say, it, it's it's so good. The, this setup, I, I enjoy it a lot. Can you also make a Bible size? Uh, you can refills. Oh, so maybe I'll I'll need yes. to borrow it then. So you have a A5 Bible and mini. Perfect. And um, and there are these little notches that you you put the hole punch in so that you get the right size every time. I may have to borrow that. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's like how much did I pay for? Like two thousand five hundred yen on on Amazon with Amazon Prime. So uh, yeah, th- this was a this was a good buy. The only problem with this is that it's supposed to let's say officially it holds five sheets at a time. I've been sneaking in seven, <laughs> seven or eight. But you know, I was watching TV while I was doing the the punches, so it didn't take. For me, it didn't seem like a long time. But if you're doing five pages at a time, it could take you longer. And I've heard that they have more industrial ones, but those cost significantly more. But when you say five pages, you're talking about fifty-two GSM Tomo River. Well, the the hole punch doesn't specify what kind of paper, so it's presumably you can put even ninety GSM uh, five pages of 90 gsm i think five is the the more conservative side so i was able to put like seven nine ten pages uh some because the 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 whole punch itself comes in a set and the paper holder kind of snaps shut so if you put too many pages it doesn't snap properly and that's when you know you have a you you've put in too much Right, but, but if you use very thin paper like Tomo River, then then maybe as you say, you can fit more 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 sheets without problem. Exactly, exactly. So so that's what I've been using, uh, and, and it's a blast. I love it. Uh, let's move on to some news, Jacob, because yes. we 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 found something quite interesting. So so we have again a lot of news today, but uh, but we found something quite interesting about uh, Mr. Mori of Wagner. Yes. So, so first of all, a bit of backstory here. So this Japanese pen club, Wagner, they have commissioned pens from Fine Writing International in, in Taiwan for a few years now. And um, the, I think the first ones were in 2017 or for 2018. So first, Wagner sold these um, faceted brass pens with, with, a, with a clear acrylic barrel. And then last year they sold um, just a more, more cylindrical shaped brass pen with a clear barrel. But then this year they're doing something different. And I've, I only know what I've seen on Morrison's blog. I haven't talked to him, but it's not, as far as I can tell, a brass pen anymore. It's, it looks like it's, it's, it's a resin pen. It's not a demonstrator, but the, the main feature about this new pen is that you can replace you know, a part of the barrels. So he's gonna be selling replacements in like three different materials, four different colors. So you can pick and choose the one to your liking. It's a bit hard to tell what it's actually going to look like because um, Mr. Mori doesn't take photos in a normal sense. He puts his pens in his scanner and he scans the pen. So it looks quite different. <laughs> yeah um (laughs) oh my goodness so he so he has this blog um and we'll link it to the show notes but i've always thought that his pictures were garbage he 
sometimes comes out with uh, something interesting, but most of the time it's kind of uh, his ramblings. And then there are these tiny, tiny little pictures, and it's it's like a tease, you know. You kind of see what's going on, but then you zoom in to look for more, and it's just a bunch of pixels. And we finally found out why, and it's because he takes pictures with his scanner. <laughs> Yeah, and it looks very interesting. It, it, the photos, they look very flat, and, and there's this color bleeding. Um, I'm not sure why he does it, but um, I guess he has his own unique style. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, then the other thing about the replacement barrels, um, I don't really get it, honestly. Um, it's, I guess it's, it's cool to replace a barrel. I, I guess it's a new concept, but I don't know, changing the barrel of the pen, especially if you design it to be eyedropper, it seems like a bit of a hassle, no? Yeah, it's not really clear to me how it's going to work. I had to wait and see. Yeah, um, so this, yeah, it's something that I don't really understand, but I'm sure it'll be popular and I'm sure it will it will sell. Uh, well, actually, I'm not sure because I'm, I'm not sure that they will have an event anymore, but uh you know he has loyal followers so um so i'm sure that he'll do fine with his pen you can buy directly from him and, and but it's not it's not always obvious how to do that so he posts a, a blog post and it's like a three-page blog post where he talks about some completely unrelated topic and then you know on the third page he says by the way this year's wagner pen is now ready send me and send me an email to this address if you want one other than that, what what news do we have, Jacob? So what else? Um, so I just uh, it was yesterday. I heard about a new ink from Lennon Toolbar that I wanted to talk a little bit about. So, um, so Lennon Toolbar, this Taiwanese uh, ink maker, we talked about them before. They have made a new ink that is called the English name is Spring. So this is a light blue, like light blue green ink. Mm. But what's interesting about this ink is that the color, it's meant to look like the the medical grade face masks that they use in Taiwan. And and, uh, profit from this this ink will go to a non-profit that has helped distribute these face masks in, uh, in Taiwan. So it's a nice story, it's a nice product, and it also looks like a, a beautiful ink. So I'm, I, I, I ordered one, and I'm very keen on uh, trying it. Right. So that's it's actually quite a nice, uh, would you say, uh, let's say like a tealish blue. It's definitely more blue-leaning, but I, I feel like there's a bit of a small hints of green in there too yes yeah, so the thing about lennon toolbar is that the color on the label is very, very different from the color of the actual ink so if you look at the label it seems to be green and uh, but when you look at these ink swatches that people have posted on instagram it looks light blue with, with a with a hint of green yeah i i think uh it, it's more bluish yeah uh, at least to my eyes uh, and I'm, I'm just looking at their Instagram post that they posted a few days ago, um, but it looks like a, it looks like a very pretty ink that shades. Yeah. Mm. Um, on the other side, we have some Japanese releases. We have uh, actually a couple weeks ago we had um, Tag, 
Minink. So Tag is uh, a company based out of Kyoto, and they make the Kyonoto series as well as the Kyoiro series. I know that、um, Brad Dowdy of the Pen Addict really likes、um, the. I think it's called、um, the the black.、Um, Nurebairo. Nurebairo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have that color, but、uh, he he mentioned that he really liked、uh, the that color on. Various occasions, and they've come out with、uh, with more inks. They've come out.、Uh, what's the name of their new series? The the organic one. Oh, the, the Fumisome inks. Yeah, so they came out with Fumisome inks uh, that um, Alessa really likes, and I think you guys went out and bought a few.、Um, their concept is that they make everything from organic materials, I believe, and. They they try to source locally, so it, it's a really really interesting、um, company. But what we want to talk about today is、uh, that they recently came out with this mini ink bottle set. So、uh, I'm part of their、uh, newsletter subscription. If you're not subscribed, you should subscribe to their newsletter because、um, their photography is always always very good. But this、uh, this mini ink bottle set. Uh, is a set of five different colors that they have, and from what I can see, it's a teal, a kind of mustard yellow, a dark earthy orange, a reddish purple, and a more purplish purple. These inks look really good. So these are new inks, right? They they look like new inks. They they look like new inks. I, as far as I can tell. Um. Yeah, all the all of the inks have new names, <laughs> so so the, I I think they're they're new inks. Um, but they they are as with almost all other taggings, they're shading inks, and they shade very well. They they photograph really well. It's really created for the Instagram um age. And my favorites are certainly the yellow. And the orange. And、uh, when this came out, I sent a message to you saying, "Hey, they've got these、uh, these new inks, and the pictures look fantastic." I think、yeah. by the time I looked at it, their their online store was already sold out. But I have a bit of a love hate relation to to tags. I think they make some of the most beautiful inks around. They have this、uh, like pastel colored, very interesting colors. And they have great shading, but most of their inks, in my experience, are very, very dry. But there's、mm. one exception, and that is Azukiro. This, this uh, <laughs> dark uh, wine red. I, I don't know why, but that ink just works in all of my pens, no problems. All of their other inks are, in my experience, very dry. They're all made by interns. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this this bottle,、um, the set sold out.、Uh, was released on the tenth, and it sold out a few days after. They also made a、uh, another release、um, in the same subscriber email,、uh, and it's a new type of、uh, ink chromatography kind of、um, set. So they they play on this idea where.、Um, Where、uh, I think Japanese kids in primary school they take care of insects、uh, in their classrooms as a group, right? And、uh, and then、um, 
you know, in, in their science classes. Uh, I'm not quite familiar with the specifics. I'm sure you know more, but in their science classes, I mean, they'll have some butterflies and they'll, they'll um, kind of preserve these butterflies in, uh, in a box or something. Uh, but I, I'm not really sure if uh, the specifics of that, but they have a uh, tag released this set of, um, of butterfly swatches. So they, they've cut out paper in the shape of a butterfly and I believe what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to dip this butterfly into an ink and then uh, you you add some water to it, I believe. And then you let the ink spread across the body of the butterfly so that you can see all the different colors that are in the ink. Yeah, I saw that. It's, it's a very, very Instagrammable thing. <laughs> yeah. And they've included this uh, this video explanation of how to do it, and I mean it's it's really quite beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so we'll include a link to that in the show notes, and they have these colors that you don't you wouldn't even imagine. So for example, they have a color called hisoku. Uh, it's one of their most popular colors, and I didn't know that hisoku had red in it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so uh, I think this is definitely something uh, worth uh, worth looking into. And uh, I, I heard that it was quite popular uh, on release as well. Although now I'm looking at the store and they still have some available. And then we have uh, a different set of taggings which are made for Ginza 6 style. We talked about them last week and uh, and we included a link to their instagram on the show notes but they have so Tsutaya has a series of um they, they call it the edo series it's kind of their tribute to to old tokyo yeah and before these inks were made by kakimori uh so they came in the kakimori ink stand bottles mm. and kakimori's inks are pigment inks actually, and they're made by a company uh, in Osaka. I asked Kakimori, but they didn't tell me exactly who made these inks, but they're pigment inks, um, so they're kind of permanent, and they they come in these long bottles, and Taya has been selling them for at least a year um, that I know of. But now, they've released a set of three new inks, and those are also made by tags and uh, Tag, and they come in the Tag bottles, do you know anything about this? I don't know anything specifically about these things, but, I, but what I'm wondering is if this is the first time that Kyoto Tag has done any store-exclusive inks for well, any store other than Tag themselves. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think this might really be the the first store-exclusive. They've, they've done um, what we call pre-releases at specific stores, so you could only buy... Um, I think maybe they've done one for Itoya before, one of the one of the Nezumi inks um, that was available only at Ink Ink Ink. Mm. Um, but certainly, uh, this is their first um, ink that is branded under a a retailer. Which is interesting say. because Tag is not just an ink maker; they're actually a chain of retail stores, mostly around yes. the you know, Western Japan. But they have one store in in Tokyo in Gotanda too. Yes, um, 
so the inks, uh, there is a set of three. One is a kind of, um, again, this yellowish, uh, mustard yellowish color. A sec- the second is, um, I would say this is kind of like a candyish purple. It's a very vibrant purple. And then they have uh, a green, kind of like a forest green color. And I really like this green color. This green color looks very, very pretty. Yeah. So we'll see. They're selling this on uh, on the Staya website, I believe. Um, so you can get those from there. But again, as you mentioned, uh, shipping has stopped from Japan to overseas for the foreseeable future. So we don't know when you'll get them. But they're very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not only do we have inks this time, though, we also have some pen releases. Yes. So there's one, um, uh, there's one from Hachimondia which mm. is a stationery shop in Yamagata in, uh, in northern Japan. They actually, they released an ink first called uh, Kuraga or Kuraga Aquarium. And I remember I bought that ink at last year's Tokyo Pen Show. It's a very light blue ink. And it's actually a bit similar to these tag inks. You know, you have these light muted inks with a lot of shading that seem to be popular here in Japan. So they released that ink, I think that ink was popular, and now they have released a pen, a store-exclusive Sailor Pro Gear, I believe, in, in the same you know, light blue color, and it's uh, very pretty. Yes, so uh, I've worked on their previous pen, I think that's called the Amethyst, and that was a purple pen with rose gold trims, and the the nib is a full-size nib, so it's a full-size pro gear. And then now they've come out with this uh, this aqua color. Um, I think it's a bit translucent. It's yeah, it's actually a bit hard to tell because uh, so I have the pen in my in the other room, but it's a bit hard to tell because it's it's let's say it's pearlescent. You can kind of see through it, but it's opaque. Mm. Yeah, yeah it, it almost looks like those, you know, Urushi designs where you have like a semi-transparent uh, yeah. layer on top, so you, you get a little bit of a depth to it. Yes, yes, there there is a depth to to the pen, and this time they came out with uh, rhodium trim, and the the pen is uh, is is very nice, and then the nib design is this uh, jellyfish. Kurage means jellyfish in Japanese, so they had this jellyfish design, and I have to say, Jacob. It's a pretty pen. It's a very pretty pen. It's a pretty pen and people seem to agree because it's already sold out, at least in their online store. Yes. Sold out in a few days and they don't even sell overseas. So I think the next time they'll restock, um, they'll restock both of them, they said, in June. Uh, we'll see if that happens or not because, um, you know, supply chain is not so easy these days. Right. But but we'll see. But it, it's a very pretty pen. Yeah, and I don't know if they accept uh, shopping agents like Tenso and White Rabbit. Sailors Online Shop, they explicitly say, if you try to buy from overseas via a shopping agent, we will cancel your order. I believe that's to protect the um, their retailers and their distributors overseas. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they have different agreements. And that's also why the... Um, the specialty nibs on the A23 um, from Tokyo Quill Pen. Uh, always uh, forget the combination of words for that store. But uh, those are not allowed to be sold to overseas customers anymore. So you have to pick them up in store, uh, in their in their store in Tokyo. 
But that's not the only new pen release we have. Actually, this pen was released uh, last week before last episode, but um, I think it was released on Friday. But it's the Daruma pen, the 2020 Namiki uh, pen. Jacob, I really like this pen. Okay, why do you like it? Um, I think it's 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 just very cute. It it's a it's a pen with uh, I think five or maybe seven daruma. I can't really tell from the pictures, but the daruma. Um, to give a bit of backstory, uh, daruma are these kind of dolls. And uh, you usually receive these dolls or you buy these dolls uh, without eyes. And I think you you get them and you're supposed to uh, make a wish or, or set a goal. And then once you set the goal, you fill in one of the eyes. Once you achieve the goal or once the wish has been fulfilled, you fill in the other eye. And it, it's got this l- little um, nice story reading from Shosaikan's uh, uh, post about it. And the concept is that the Daruma never falls, so it never goes on its side. So you try to you try to push it over on the side and it kind of you know, springs back into the upright position. And uh, it's it's supposed to, let's say, represent this indomitable spirit. And the Daruma... Uh, the real Daruma comes in different colors, which is also reflected in this pen. And I think this pen is is a wonderful um, it's a wonderful design. It's a wonderful Makia design. It's got, I believe, some Raden. It's got some Raden uh, specks in the background, which kind of makes the Daruma look like they're floating in some kind of space. And it's it's just a very cute pen. I I, I quite like it. Uh, okay, so I'm reading their their release now. It seems like there are five Daruma on the pen. So it's if Jacob, if this were a a piston filler, um, I think my wallet would be in trouble. But thank God it's a converter pen, so I don't have to buy it. But it is quite expensive. There are only three hundred uh, units of this pen, and it's selling for one hundred and fifty. Japanese, uh, 150,000 Japanese yen uh, plus tax. So, yeah, personally, I'm not a huge fan of the design, but I think it's a smart release because I think it will do well as a business gift because of these, you know, good luck connotations that it has. Yes, it's, uh, you know, different strokes for different folks, yeah. but this is a, it's, it's a cute pen. I don't see myself owning this pen, but I, I love that they came out with this pen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's branded under Namiki. Um, so that's uh, the releases, and then I suppose the last bit of news for me is that I've finally launched my website. So you'll notice that I said in the intro uh, that you can find me at um, TokyoStationPens.com. Um, I've been working on this website for for a while, and I finally have enough content to really launch the website. Um, and special shout out to at Hey Matthew for helping me with the logo of the website. He's done a great job. It's a ink bottle that is supposed to resemble uh, Tokyo Station, and uh, I I quite like it. So you can find um, for now just uh, a post on 
uh, Shosaikan where I take the readers on a virtual tour. Um, otherwise, eventually it will be filled with uh, information about uh, Fountain Pen Shops of Japan, um, has a link to our podcast, uh, etc. So that's a, that's a bit of a side news for me. Let's move on to our main topic of um, convenience store stationery. Yeah, so I did a bit of an experiment here. So you often hear that you know good stationery is everywhere in Japan. You will you will always find you will always find good pen and paper um, everywhere. So I, so to to test that, I decided to see what my local convenience stores have. So there are at least three big convenience store chains in Japan. You have Seven uh, Eleven, you have Family Mart, and Lawson. And most people have at least one of each uh, within short walking distance. Um, and same with me. So I I went to my local 7-Eleven, my local Family Mart, and my local Lawson to see what they have, you know, what kind of stationery they have. And first of all, they have had no fountain pens. There were no fountain pens there, unfortunately. But there were plenty of uh, you know, ballpoints and gel pens and rollerballs, of, of course. They also had pencils, so both wooden pencils and you know mechanical ones like Kurutoga and so on. They also had, all of them had brush pens, several types of brush pens. And I mm. think one reason for that is that when you buy these you know special purpose envelopes for you know marriage and so on, you're supposed to write on them with a brush pen. And then of course at the end of the year, everyone uses or a lot of people write on their uh, New Year cards the Nengajo with brush pens. So you could find brush pens uh, in in all convenience stores. Yeah, and what you mentioned about the year end, it, it was actually um, a tradition in Japan to send uh, send New Year cards to all of your acquaintances. So I know that um, that my girlfriend's family. Uh, when she was young, she was uh, in charge of writing all of these uh, cards. It, it's fallen in popularity uh, recently among the younger generation, but uh, still, a lot of people uh, go and buy these brush pens and, as you said, the special envelopes in in the convenience stores for this reason. I will say they are still plenty popular because you see a lot of advertisement for, for these Nengajo New Year cards and for brush pens toward the end of the year. So people write yep. them in during like the second half of December, there's usually a cutoff time, uh, sometime after uh, Christmas, and mm. if you manage to send your New Year card, your Nengajo card, by that cutoff time, it will arrive on January first. So that's how it's mm. supposed to work. So on, on the morning on January first, uh, the, the mailman comes with a big stack of New Year cards, um, and and. Uh, and so, so, so you read them and you, you compare what you sent with, with, with what you got. And, and if someone <laughs> sent you a card and you didn't send them a card, you had to hurry up and, and run over to your local convenience store and buy a new card and, and write something and send it away. So there, there's this yes. procedure every year. <laughs> yes, feel the remorse. Exactly, exactly. So, so anyway, so, so they had, you had... Um, you had brush pens. I also looked at what kind of paper they had. So first of all, all of them sold Koki or Campus, which must be probably the yes. most ubiquitous notebooks you find yes. anywhere in Japan. In addition to that, they also had, some of them had um, their own branded notebooks. So 7-Eleven had their own branded notebooks that was made by Kokuyo. Mm-hmm. 
And Family Mart had their own notebook made by Nippon Paper, which is the company behind the Apica and the Cocteau brands. Hmm. Uh, it turns out that neither of those notebooks were actually that good. Uh, I, t- I tried with some and fountain pens with fine nibs and they were, uh, there was both feathering and um, and bleed through. So they weren't the, the greatest notebooks, but Kokyo Campus is fairly reliable. Yeah, so actually um, I started my fountain pen, let's say, life uh, in France where I walked into uh, one of the supermarkets and I bought a palette petite so um stationary in stationary and fountain pens in let's say supermarkets or um convenience stores apparently is a thing where fountain pens are popular and i i recently moved but uh where i was living before they sold um platinum preppies in the natural lawson that uh that that i was at so natural lawson is uh i guess it's a bit of a more high-end um uh, it's a bit of a more high-end convenience store, and I was very uh, pleasantly surprised. But you're right, I, I've since gone back to the other stores around my area, and um, I haven't seen a lot of fountain pens. They're selling um, Acroballs, uh, Energel, they're selling the Frictions. I think Friction is one of the more popular pens because of its erasability. And uh, I see a lot of Sarasa. Yes. Uh, which is again um, quite popular, and the sarasa means um, basically it's like smoothness, right? Yeah. It's it's advertising the smoothness, uh, as well as a bunch of other random stationary goods. But there, there's a um, I find that in every convenience store there's a dedicated stationary corner, mm. uh, and I even found these Tombow pencils uh, that have um, pencil caps. So that was quite cute. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that outside my local stationery shop, uh, my, sorry, my convenience store, um, they had these, uh, gacha machines. Ah, yes. And, um, actually it's, it's like a little boom. I would say it's not like wildly popular, but, um, these gacha machines, sometimes you will find, um, character branded stationery or even just you know regular uh, stationery uh, in these gutch machines and so the most common I would say are little retractable erasers that, that's quite common that I've seen mm. uh, I've, I'm also seeing uh, at least the one near my um, my convenience store it's uh, I believe this is a washi dispenser and they're filled with uh, really cute characters from a popular Japanese show, um, Sumikogurashi. So that's quite cute. And followers of uh, this show um, will be delighted to find these little gacha machines that sell um, cute stationary goods uh, with their with their favorite characters. Mm. Um, I think this is this is quite interesting. And it goes back to the idea of collectability of stationery, um, especially in Japan, where things are almost made to be collected in terms of, uh, you know, new releases, special editions, and then the character um, labeled, let's say, stationery. And these are produced by uh, the company Bandai. Oh, yeah, they do a lot of <laughs> gotcha. 
Yeah. And they, they happen to be uh, headquartered near where I live, so uh, so that's a pleasant surprise. But honestly, this this dispenser, it it looks very cute. Uh, I almost want to go out and, and get some. Um, and this is... Uh, washi dispensers are actually quite popular in Japan. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this. Yeah, you you often find it, this this gacha at uh, at a big supermarkets like Aeons and so on. Yeah, um, so if you're visiting Japan, uh, try to hunt for these gacha machines because sometimes they have quite interesting stuff that certainly you will not be able to buy uh, overseas, and uh, it's probably difficult to to buy them outside of Japan. It's probably difficult to to ask somebody or to find a shipping service or you know a kind of shopping agent to go look for these because you know you never know where they show up mm. uh, so that's uh that's what we have for convenience store stationery certainly it's it's very interesting um they sell different kinds of paper uh we've talked mostly about paper that we conceive of in terms of japanese writing but uh, in, sorry, in terms of Western writing, but they also sell stuff for Japanese writing, such as um, the ipitsen, uh, which is a smaller uh, format of paper with vertical lines where you're supposed to write, again, with the brush pens, some uh, short messages to, to your friends and your family. But stationery really is everywhere in Japan. wouldn't say they're the highest quality in, in, in the convenience stores, but certainly they're good enough to use. One thing that I do lament is the lack of envelopes everywhere. You have the specialty envelopes, yeah. but you you don't really have the the regular normal envelopes. Um, but uh, but then again, that's just something that you're going to have to stock up on or or find at a local stationery store. And there are a lot of those local stationery stores too. So I have uh, within within bicycle distance from where I live, I have two. Aeon and to sales and all of them have 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 a, a bookstore and with a stationery department and that's where you can find all the good paper like you know Maraman, Tsubame, Apica and Life and, and mm. so on and you can find uh, Kakuno pens, preppies, you can find sailor inks and a few other things and you can find whatever you know writing kits and envelopes you want. Yeah agreed I have about uh, three stores that specialize just in paper uh, within walking mm. distance from me so um, so it's it's certainly everywhere yeah all right let's go on to our q a again thank you all so much for submitting your questions your questions are what makes this podcast interesting and they also help us shape the direction of our podcast in um in this episode we want to talk about two questions uh, the first question that we want to address is a ink question, and I think it would be good to to preface this by saying that um, we will be talking about ink uh, more in the next episodes, probably even the next episode uh, with you know a a a friend of ours who is uh, much more familiar than we are. But still, I think it's it's quite an interesting question. So Inkantadora uh, from Slack asks, how do you pick an ink when at ink shows in Japan? I'd go broke buying all the inks. So how do you, uh, how do you pick an ink? Yeah, this is 
This is difficult. I'm not sure I have that much advice here, but I would say that when I went to the Itoya and the Tone and Limbs Inc. events, I had done some research in advance. I knew what I wanted and I also didn't have that much time. So I went in there, looked for what I knew I wanted, got out and got out. But the but then we had the Bungo Josh Inkunuma event where you had all of these um, uh, store exclusive uh, sailorings from all over Japan. And at that event, I, I, I failed miserably. I tried. I tried to research in advance. I hadn't actually, I only wanted to get some um, uh, two bottles of purple ink. That was my entire shopping list. But I left that event with two shopping bags full of ink I had more ink than I've ever bought in my life and that was an utter failure so I'm not sure I have much advice to give there yeah um I also tried to do a bit of research and uh when I was a ink show noob I I didn't do any research. I kind of just showed up to Ink Numa. Like, oh, I'll pick up some whatever inks uh, seem interesting. First of all, if you do that, you will end up with none of the inks that you want because everybody will have those inks in their shopping baskets and you will have none because there's a limited supply. Mm. So so don't do that. Definitely do your research. Um, second, don't do that because then you will spend more than you expect even though the inks that you actually like are not in stock. Mm. Um, so now I've been trying to do a, a bit more research. Um, I limit my, let's say, uh, unplanned expenses uh, at these ink shows. Um, usually I'm quite familiar with what's what's available, but um, I try to make a mental map of which destinations that I need to hit up first, which retailers I need to to go um, early for and uh, and then I will set priorities and if I don't get the inks you know it's not a big deal because uh, I have too many inks already mm. so I guess the short answer is uh, we don't succeed at uh, picking just one ink at ink shows exactly. and we do go broke <laughs> buying all the inks <laughs> yes. okay um, the next question uh, is a question about Instagram. So Klaus Madsen from Slack and Instagram asks, how big is fountain pen and ink Instagramming in Japan? What about YouTubing, TikToking, or other image slash video focused media? So I think, um, I think there are several different types of, uh, of media. Uh, I'm not so familiar with the YouTube, so I'll leave that to you. But in terms of the Instagram, uh, I think that there are, um, let's say, three types of social media uh, fiends. There is the first type where they are really kind of the um, fountain pen enthusiast. And... I would say, actually, of the people that I'm following, this type is the smallest. Uh, it's not to say that there aren't fountain pen enthusiasts. It's to say that uh, very rarely do you have people posting pictures of just their pens and nothing else. I found that this type of uh, this type of posting is uh, done more by older, um, kind of, let's say, Wagner-esque 
people. So you have uh, Mr. Mori, you have Bruno Taut, uh, maybe you have me, uh, <laughs> um, you have Jacob. But this type is into fountain pens for fountain pens. I would say that this uh, is rather a smaller segment. The second type is, uh, I would say, people who are into fountain pens for writing, for um, journaling. Um, they, they show their uses of the fountain pens. And here, I think, is really where the Japanese Instagram market really, really shines. So I've mentioned her before, but there's a fantastic, fantastic account. Her, uh, it's called at addicted underscore planner stickers. And she posts a lot of pen uh, pictures too, but I think what's special about her uh, page is her uh, writing videos. So she does these incredible writing videos when she writes only in uh, in Japanese, but she does these time-lapse videos of her writing and it's perfectly straight. Every single character is exactly the same size and it looks like it's printed and it's just fantastic. If you're not already following her, you need to go follow Addicted underscore planner stickers. It's it's a fantastic feed. Um, she has an amazing collection of both Sailors and Aurora. And I think this might be one of my favorite feeds uh, of all time. This is, this is fantastically curated. She obviously knows what she's doing. And, you know, she's at 5,000 followers, 5,400 followers right now. And I think that's just criminal. You need to follow her. If you don't already follow her, go check it out right now. Um, but other than that, I think then the, uh, the third group of, um, let's say, Instagrammers are the Ink Numa, so the Ink Swamp, as we call it in Japan, um, but really focus specifically on ink and less so on the utensil. And we know some people uh, like that as well. Um, our friend Yasko at Papunk. Yeah. So P-O-P-U-N-K. And um, she's mostly focused on swatching inks. And those are really, really uh, interesting as well because she has, I think, one of the most extensive ink collections that at least I know of in Japan. And she she does a lot of uh, a lot of posts about inks. Um, she also obviously posts about pens, but I think from her feed, it's obvious that her focus is uh, is more on the different samples of inks um, that she has. So I'm looking at her her post uh, down her feed, and there's this there these posts with just tons and tons. I think really up in the hundreds of of ink swatches that she's done. Um, and it's it's incredible. It's really really uh, just fantastic. So follow her as well if you if you're into ink because she's probably one of the people that are the most knowledgeable about inks uh, in our circle. Yeah. Of the Instagram, you talked about people who do handwriting, and there's there's a lot of these handwriting accounts that have this beautiful handwriting, and you talk about this you know Inkunuma account that show off the new inks. Uh, 
what I would add to that is, you know, the, the, the planner people, which is sort of slightly overlaps, but you have people who use these uh, system tutorials. We talked, you talked yes. about the plotter earlier. One of the most popular types of system tutorials is Ashford brand. So you see this account, they show off their Ashford planners and how they're organizing the day. And there's a lot of washi tape, there's a lot of colors. And, and that is definitely a, a big category. Yeah, um, I think these, these planner people are, are one of the um, bigger categories or let's say a subcategory of um, people who are actually using their products. Yeah. Um, one of them I know is called uh, Sayaka. I will send um, the link in the show notes later as well. She's very fantastic. Um, Miki Doyobi is very fantastic and a lot of really, really good people. Yeah, and then and then you said, and I agreed. You don't have that many sort of pen focused accounts, especially on Instagram. You don't see accounts where there's a lot of like pen glamour shots. Here's my latest, you know, bung box pen or or pilot pen. If you want to know more about pens, you talk about the blogs, and I think that's true. You have these. I think it's mainly an older generation. Actually, they write, they have their blogs on platforms like Amoeba or LiveDoor, and those posts tend to be more about you know vintage pens they are dissecting some bunny pen and, and finding something interesting about the ebonite feed right that that is a different different kind another yeah another platform yeah. that i think is very popular in japan among you know the pen sphere is twitter there's a lot of uh, t- oh, Twitter yes. users oh, yeah. yes yes uh, would you say that's the main way that they connect with each other i think that's one of the ways people get Maybe the main way people get news from, if you want to know what, you know, Itoya or Sailor or um, Kobayashi, what they are up to, you follow their, their Twitter accounts because that's where you hear the news first. Yeah. Hear the news first. Uh, and Twitter is, um, I think Twitter for Japanese is interesting because um, Japanese people are very, I'd say, private with their social media. You see a lot of like... Um, I'll get Facebook friend requests from people who have dogs for for um, their Facebook profile pictures. I'm like, who who is this? But actually, that's quite common in Japan that they don't show pictures of their faces. Yeah. And uh, and I think Twitter is a perfect platform for for that, uh, where you you have uh, some random um, different name, uh, you know, ABC one two three, whatever, uh, what have you. Mm. And then you just post your random thoughts. And interestingly, I think blogs uh, in Japan, like Morisan writes his blogs like a Twitter feed. Yeah. If someone hadn't told you, you, you wouldn't know that that is the closest you have to the official, you know, uh, website of Wagner. No, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then YouTubing. Uh, I think YouTubing is is uh, at least we know of um, the Michael Bay of Japanese fountain pens. Yes. So that's uh, that's Alessa. Her YouTube is fantastic. I watched the, the latest episode, and what she's really good at is first of all, I think she has really great voice control. She speaks quite slowly, so every word is well articulated. But I also think that her shots, um, she's really got a kind of a, a director's view on how to take these shots uh, of inks. And, uh, and that's quite interesting. But she's, uh, she's quite new onto the scene in terms of, in terms of the, the YouTubing. Um, but her, her reviews are always quite exciting and interesting to watch. Yes. 
Yeah, there aren't that many, or at least I'm not aware of that many YouTube channels. I know one that I'm following is called Taka. There's this guy who makes very um, sort of relaxing videos where he's reviewing some pens. And then there's this guy, Bongu. He's reviewing new Japanese mm. uh, stationery products and so on. But there aren't that many YouTube videos. What I am seeing now is that Instagram Live has become very yes. popular. So, so you see these popular influencers, they're advertising that today, Saturday at 10 p.m. I'm going to do an Instagram Live where I'm showing off this product or I'm going to do some coll- collaboration with this other influencer. Yes, and uh, and those a lot of times are um, either, let's say, uh, retailers or they're, let's say, calligraphers um, or ha- uh, hand lettering artists. Uh, so Bechori is is a very very famous handwriting um, hand lettering artist. He's very popular, but also um, I'm following some calligraphy accounts as well. And so related to that, related to him, he he <laughs> is one of the few uh, influencers in Japan. Uh, that seems to have some kind of like r- retail sponsorship because he is, he's often promoting Tone and Limbs, often promoting um, Kobayashi. But that, I think, is very unusual in Japan. It's very unusual that the, uh, the retail stores and the various brands that they reach out to influencers and, and you know, ask them to, to collaborate on, on content. In the fountain pen world, uh, certainly, I, I would agree. Um, so it's not a let's say a lucrative business for for influencers but he is is so popular that they actually invite him to to their events uh, and he's mostly the one that's doing a lot of workshops he has a book yeah. um and i think that's quite interesting but um but he also has his own ink as well made from to- made by tono limbs yeah he has two inks that look very similar <laughs> yes um betrism 1 and betrism 2 yes. <laughs> But um, he also does great swatches. He does great ink swatches, and uh, and I'm trying to find a way to inspire myself, uh, <clears throat> copy his style. Yeah. So uh, so let's see how that goes. But yeah, I think that's uh that's how different people are using um using uh social media. You also have I I think a bit older people who are posting um sketches. So. I actually don't know who, um, I don't know what his name is. I only know him as In and Honda, and I think you follow him too. He posts these great sketches that he does um, sometimes with a pencil as well, but he does a lot with uh, fountain pens. Oh yes, yeah. And uh, and he he's he's quite uh, good. I've met him once in person. He's a very nice uh, older folk, but he's a uh, he's 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 quite nice. I, I really like him, and I enjoy what he's doing on um on his feet yeah i agree all right so uh that's the episode um before we move on we'd like to make an announcement so so far we've been trying to do uh weekly releases while we're under quarantine and we have a bit more time uh the state of emergency will end next week so uh we will be shifting our schedule from a weekly release to a bi-weekly release and we'll try this format out for a while um because making the weekly releases does take a lot of time uh for us to to do and so um bear with us uh we'll try to bring more interesting and uh well-researched 
content for you, uh, but we'll have to do that on a um, longer uh, schedule in between. Yeah. Uh, the next episode will have a guest appearance um, by one of the Ink Numas of Japan. She's uh, she's very very uh, educated, very very um, you know familiar with with inks. She she has quite a sailor collection. And uh, she knows where to go and how to hunt special edition sailors. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have some exciting content for you. Uh, but until then, we'll see you next time. Uh, you can find me on tokyostationpens.com or at tokyostationpens on Instagram. And I'm Fudafan on Instagram and I have a blog at fudafan.com. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.